0: and welcome to another episode of would you rather and please welcome your host it's sam goodchip hello guys welcome along to another episode today i've got with me miles goodson who's going to be answering the questions
1: that's a very good different intro to the podcast i like that yeah, yeah. It was a did... game show today yes there we go <laughs> So yeah, we're we're doing Sam's quiz that um, we lost in the previous podcast. So here we yep. go. I'm I'm ready for it, Sam. You are ready for it. So
0: yep. oh, just in case people have never played, never have ever. Where have you been in your life? What have you been what's doing? What's the game? So, never have I ever. No, sorry, no, that's the wrong. That's <laughs> the wrong game. <laughs> I was <just> thinking, why did <laughs> you say that? It's Would you rather? Would you rather? So okay. basically, I will give you two scenarios. Yeah. Um, there may be some caveats that I add into it if you try and get it. Do you know what's annoying is? The,
1: that uh, when we did the last podcast, I managed to, I think, find a couple of small loopholes. You did, that I couldn't actually negate. No, but now he's prepared for them. And so yeah. <laughs> I know the questions and it comes to me slightly differently. But anyway. So
0: I will add any caveats I need to add, but yep. you have to pick one of the scenarios okay. as presented to you. Okay. Okay? So I think, I can't remember how we had, I think it's seven or eight we had, so.
1: You had seven or eight
0: before. We shall start with number, I'm going to start from the bottom and bring it up. This time, just to throw you off a little bit, in case okay. you can remember the.
1: I genuinely the, can't. I don't think I can remember. Okay, like a I'll single... start from the top down,
0: so I think they got better as we went down yeah. from memory. So, the first one I've got is: you can never drive again. You'll, as we go through them, you'll be like, oh yeah, this one. Yeah. So the first oh, one: okay. you can never drive again, but your partner can own any car of your choice, regardless, regardless of availability or expense or anything like that. Or, you can only ever own the first car that you drove. In brand new condition, but any others, you, uh, you can drive any others that you can get your hands on. So for example, track experiences, testing, and, but you would have to, you'd have to expend money for any of those. Yeah. So any gifts wouldn't count. So So never drive again. So you can never drive any car ever again, but your partner could own any car that you want, or you can only ever own your first car, but you can drive any others that you can sort of test drive or rent or or whatever
1: so i remember my answer to this one i can't remember your (laughs) answer after a lot of i'm in an hour and i said that i couldn't if as i I wouldn't want to go without driving you did so that's the option i would pick because i could still like you said if if, for example i was going to go on a track day Mm -hmm. and it was an experience and i could take a ferrari on track for example I, i was still authorized to do that and my partner could still have whatever car she yeah, could then you, afford you, to buy. Yeah, that, was, just that was the
0: sort of the the crux of it is that you'd yeah. have to be able to afford to buy it.
1: Yes. But so instead of her I know what she'd pick. She'd pick an R8 if she could just have any car.
0: I don't know why you'd want an Audi TT though.
1: <laughs> so yeah, she um she would have that but I think if I'm looking See, for at me it, that's
0: not good enough to tempt you to never drive again because no, you're just in an Audi R8. Uh I'm trying to think what else
1: she would actually want. The thing is she, she likes there's a few cars she really likes and she's knowledgeable about those cars. And obviously she works in the motor trade. Well, she works in marketing in the motor trade. Not to play ideal
0: that. first guest to have on the uh yeah, on the podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, she was actually gonna do that podcast with me that um Was she really? Yeah, <laughs> I said to her, I said, Oh, oh I, I just know she'd have gone and me, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She would have tried <laughs> in some to do weird a, accent. Yeah. I um I said to her, Can you come and sit in the office uh and you know, I'll try and just do a quick recording. Because she had to right. sit quietly for five or ten minutes,
0: and that's not really an yeah, age, exactly, is it?
1: Yeah. But uh, it just—it feels odd doing. I—I said actually, it did feel odd doing a podcast without having you in it. I call the pained expression on your face as you were saying <laughs> that. <laughs> Thanks, mate. No, but it's because obviously when we're doing when we're planning anything out for these, you know, we'll sort of message each other and stuff. And when we're doing a voiceover, when I've done the voiceovers for our YouTube channel mm-hmm. for some of the buyer's guides, and it is awkward when you're on your own. You can't, for whatever reason, get the same. I think you're too focused. Yeah, we almost need to do those together, don't we? So yeah. I can have a bit of.
0: Yeah, it'd be less but, general chat than this, but yeah, be more no, it's structured.
1: very it's scripted and it's sort of. I know people are looking on it for information on the bias guide. But yeah, but you, it almost helps to have two different tones. So it does, of, yeah. yeah, and that way also you can cover off different areas together, and yeah, you know. But anyway, um, my answer would be my first car was a Vauxhall Astra that I bought yeah. as previously it had been a taxi. I found all the cigarette butts in the, they were free that came with it. That's very true. Yeah. And, and it was sort of, when I say in new condition,
0: you can have it in new condition, but the paint must remain the same. <laughs> and the reason you so, said that is because, because it, it was pink.
1: It was it was a so so faded, the red, that it would originally been, that it was pinky Yes. in certain areas. But anyway, um, the idea that I could still drive whatever I want on a track or yeah, yeah. if I could get my hands on yeah. it. And still have a car versus just not ever, not having access to any of it well, not myself being able to drive yeah um no i would I'd pick if as long as I can I'd want to be able to drive so that's okay. my answer very good, right number two then first option
0: all petrol cars disappear, and we can now only own electric vehicles, but all electric vehicles will be as they are now, so there'll be no further advancements in range and battery technology et cetera et cetera or you can only own petrol cars, but there would be no advancements in cleanliness and, you know, mileage and MPG and all this sort of stuff. But petrol will always
1: be £2.50 a litre or more. I remember you asking this when we had the podcast that we had a problem on. The podcast that wasn't. <laughs> and, yeah, and I can't remember the answer. I, I think the answer I originally got to, because like you said, what was it, £2.50 a £2.50 litre? £2.50 per litre at least. So, so that would be the
0: base it, it, i'm not saying it would just, necessarily always go up but so for
1: for it wouldn't anyone, it, I'm, I'm
0: saying it wouldn't be set at 250 no, no. but it couldn't go below
1: yeah so just so that we've got a bit of conversion, that would mean i'd be paying just over ten pounds a gallon, which is sort of i don't know twelve thirteen uh, about thirteen fourteen dollars and about eleven euros just okay. just so that yeah, yeah. if you're in Australia because we do have um a few Aussie listeners that seem oh, really? to—I've seen a couple of them. Have I think one was uh, New Zealand I just smacked my microphone. Then oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see it spiked on the thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He commented on one of the YouTube videos. But yeah, oh, so cool. I, I try and do their dollar stuff, and I think they're about like it would be like eighteen dollars a gallon for them. But they—they they only yeah. do metric over there anyway, so they'll yeah. get the liter thing. But uh, I think my my final answer on this was I one I stuck with the petrol cars. I think that was okay. my final answer before and I I I would do a long answer to this which was I can kind of understand um you know the current electric cars there isn't anything I I think I managed to name the stuff that interested me and it basically was a, a taken the, yes, you did, the yeah. GT uh the Audi version which is the e-tron GT there wasn't a lot else that I was oh, there's the Hummer and you know some of the big stuff and Ford F150 Lightning yeah. but there they're too early on you know for them to be electric and i think i've said in a previous podcast i just like them those big stuff with the v8 yeah the only thing yeah, i think fair. i asked last time was because you said the car's technology wouldn't change so we'd be yeah. getting the same mile per gallon yeah but will the fuel change you yeah. know in, in time no
0: everything's gonna stay as is now so there's no, would, there's no advancements in technology for anything.
1: Okay, but today you can still buy, for example, like high ethanol fuel. Yeah, yeah, you can that that everything so you've that's got now cleaner. stays. Right. Okay. So you could pick slightly cleaner stuff fuel wise. Yeah, of course you could. Yeah. And yeah. of course, yeah, we know a lot of emissions controls have really strict and they got stricter over the last few years. So yes, um, I would stick with petrol cars. Okay. Very good. So that's that one or diesel. Yeah, yeah,
0: diesel. And, yeah, diesel is included. yeah, yeah. yeah. Next one, I remember you you actually gave one answer, and then by the I end, think I think I've changed it. Yeah, the, the end, you changed it. I know what's coming now. So, option one you have to do all of your own servicing, MOT, and repairs, regardless of difficulty. But you own a complete set of tools that you would need, so you'd have every, all the, the, the right professional tools, and a ramp, and all the stuff that a garage would have, or you have to get everything done by a main dealer, regardless of ease. So the things that we sort of clarified the last time on that was when I said you have to do everything yourself, it is literally servicing, MOT, all of that sort of stuff, including like the emissions checks, and it has to be done at the intervals that is recommended by the manufacturer. Yeah. You'd have to to do a minor service, major service, minor service, major service every 12 months and then do your MOT once a year, do your Mm brakes as and when they need it, tires when it got to the recommended limits and, and all this sort of stuff. Now, originally last time, i'll re- remar- fill the listeners in mm. you did say you got blinded by the sentence but you have all of your own tools i could and just you, see and a you ramp. didn't listen um, you <laughs> didn't listen to the rest of the question no. and went with that now what is your answer this time have you gone back to what you ended up on last yes. time or are you still wanting a load of tools
1: i was very tempted by the idea of having a, a four post lift two-post, mm-hmm. and being able to just work on stuff i really would enjoy that but i realize and i accept when when we stood, we would we carried on in the quiz last time, and I came back to it at the end, and I said, "You know what? You know, if I, if I had a a busy family life and a, a job that was doing, you know, asking me because you said I had to do everything by the book. Yeah, you know,
0: this was it, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, when we delved into it, it was the the time more than anything that, was that the... it would take, because you wouldn't necessarily know how to do it all. Yeah, but you'd have to do it. You could have a YouTube video that showed you. Yeah. You've still got that, yeah, that was it all I, yourself.
1: I remember you said that, you know, if for example it was an engine swap in the extremes, yeah, I could, you know, follow a guide. I didn't have to just learn it as I went. No. I could follow a guide. But but if a if a guide took you
0: if the guide took 15 minutes to do a job, it yeah. could still take you an hour. Yes. Half an hour, 2 hours a day, yeah. a week.
1: So in the end I settled on as much as I really do enjoy. Uh, the idea of free tools yeah and, and as much <laughs> as i would I really enjoy working on the car i would rather be able to enjoy driving and take it into a garage let them do the proper stuff and we, we sort of I said I it would be
0: main dealer garages as well didn't we, yeah
1: so. yeah and you know somewhere that knows the car isn't gonna um, mess things up but yeah i just i could just see myself i don't know you know uh when you've got Children that are—I don't know—a sports game that's their finals, you know, and it's big. Yeah. And you're like, I can't uh, take you because I've got to do the MOT <laughs> because the the, the brakes need doing. Yeah. And I've got Uncle Sam coming over, and it will only take us a couple of hours. And then two weeks later, yeah. I've missed the finals game. I've missed all the stuff. And the I'm... wife's left you. The kids yeah. have gone. Yeah. <laughs> They've sold so, the house. <laughs> so you know what? Yeah, there's going to be certain times when this is why I think project cars are so important for the future of automotive passion i think people and we talked about it on our previous podcast a couple of podcasts ago we said mm-hmm. about you know refurbing old cars yeah it is to me if we're not going to have these put in the showrooms and to be honest most manufacturers are so limited by ridiculous laws yeah that people should be buying stuff put it in the garage put it on the driveway if you haven't got a driveway you know the I, there are ways around this to rent a bit of space. Yeah. I know it can be expensive, but having something doesn't have to be that expensive. You can buy, you can buy some fantastic cars. Oh, I genuinely thought you were going to say you can buy an MGB then for a. Oh, do you know the what? Price. I nearly went through a list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> did, we're going back to the last podcast. I mean, yeah. If you guys did listen to the last one, if you haven't, then why you listen to this one? Yeah. If you haven't listen to the last one, and if you haven't listened to all of them before, go back to the
1: beginning. I have yeah. said this so many times. Um, I'm very, uh, very strict on this. <laughs> apart from the podcast, where I'm sure he didn't. But well, I couldn't find these words, so we'll, yeah. You know. But if anyone does go back to the start and listen from the start, and they hear Sam say, "Why would you go to the start?" Then please send me a message on Instagram. Well, and tell my, me my exactly caveat where. for that is that I think you should start from episode three when the sound quality became better. Yeah, but although I have gone back and I have say we refined the first couple, but there yeah. is a note. But there's only difference. so much you can polish yeah. the proverbial. Yes. So to not to take it too far, I would just say, as much as I would love to work on the cars it you always need something that's just going to work so mm-hmm. that you're not stranded yeah and so <clears throat> i'd rather just think that you know I look some at, things are more important yeah like, and and you, i look at my um my my grandfather now oh who's, god yeah he's <laughs> got about six cars and uh they're all broken apart yeah. from the one that he kind of drives and that i think the head gasket's going yeah, but he doesn't drive it. Enough. But various states of repair just and all over the place. He's, you know, in his eighties, uh, steadily working on these cars. But I just think, do you know what? But he's also got his bathroom to retile. Yes, he has. <laughs> but uh, like I've said a million times uh, to family members that have mentioned to me, he should just sell them all. I was like, well, probably keeps him alive. That's what keeps you going, is not yeah. it? Knowing you've got, got a reason right. to get up, yeah.
0: especially if you're at that age and you don't have a, you know, a close family nearby yeah yeah if you that's the sort of live, thing that does keep you yeah. getting up in the morning and carrying on
1: and and if you, you not know, to get too somber no but, <laughs> but I, I, again if people if you're listening to this podcast and you've got uh family members that are maybe a little bit isolated for whatever reason um it could be health issues or it could just be age, I would say that if you can afford to get them into cars and I know some people think that's outrageous my old grandmother you know if I bought all this she wouldn't have. <laughs> but I'm telling you like my grandmother. When I said to her a few years ago, I was like, have you seen the Formula One? And my uncle, who was a massive Formula One fan, watched it. So she had seen it all through his sort of younger years. Yeah. And when I started to get her back into it, and I, was, I explained to her, you know, where they were going and she remembered a few of the tracks and she now loves it. She constantly calls me and wants a, an update on what happened last week, if she's missed it or whatever else. So I can vouch she does do that. Yeah. So if, if you, you know, if you've got a family member out there and you think, do you know what? They would love an old Mini, mm-hmm. not even not like, the really old ones, the BMW Minis, the first ones, and they they're all broken, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. and you can buy them fairly cheap. And just say, look, I'll buy you some basic tools. Here's the car, and you know it's a great project for families to work on. If someone isn't able to sort of interact, I know that people might have uh, disabilities. They might just be um, yeah, you know, limited because of their they're older or whatever else. It's a great thing, and and also. Every time you speak to them, it gives them something to talk about. It does, and if they if they're not into cars and stuff, then just
0: a project. Just a if project. We're just appealing to the wider audience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But Obviously, so, we would recommend.
1: Yeah, yeah, cars, but, but there's lots of things. Check in with people. My mom wanted a. Uh, she wants to. What does she want? She said to me the other day. What does she want? Your mom wants to do a lot of things. Oh, she does. She wanted a sewing machine, I think, but she wanted something else as well. And I was like, "What do you want, a sewing machine, Mum? Like, and it's a fair thing to ask for." Her birthday came up. I said, "What do you want? Just a sewing machine." Oh, I was like, "I can get you a sewing machine." And I was like, "You know, well, if, only, just...
0: if only you knew a contact that could help you with this sort of like, thing." Well,
1: this is this is why I keep meaning. Next time I'm at your house, I will speak to your to be wife yeah. about this. But um, yeah, so yeah, just little projects like that are great. Yeah. I think so. Anyway, way off the uh, question, and I okay. said I would be concise really... with these answers. But... No, it's fine. We've
0: got. It's not. We've only been going for twenty minutes or so, so okay. it's not the end cool. of the world. Right, the next one, which I thought would get you last time, but actually I managed to actually, I think, get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, <laughs> which was, you can bring a car that never came to the country here, and I've got in brackets, i.e., because I remember saying to you, one of your cars that you've ranted about before. I think there yeah. a Nissan Z car and stuff like the that, new that Nissan Z, not being brought yeah. here. Yeah but you will never drive it but it'll be in the country so you could see it at shows you could see it on the road and you know anybody that's a sort of a petrol head like like we are you remember the the thrill of when you were younger and probably now as well when you see a car that is a bit more rare and exotic you see it on the road you're oh wow look there's a classic I still, I still do it with my partner but I oh, look there's a TVR yeah. and she's All like right.
1: okay I was going to say <laughs> a classic for the playstation generation if we want to call ourselves that or whatever mm-hmm. uh, R34 GTR, yeah, Sky. yeah, still if, excited. If, well, uh, you know, I've I've read stories of people driving them, and old like older people mm-hmm. whose children play PlayStation. reckon They have no idea what the car is, yeah, but they know it. Oh, that's off Gran Turismo. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, that car's so amazing," and they got no idea what it is or what it's all about. But so yeah, you know.
0: Anyway, uh, so yeah, there's that. There's that one. Bring a car to bring a car that never came to the country here, but you'll never drive it, or you get one for free which got you last time. That got you excited. Oh, yeah, did, yeah. You get one for free, but you have to move to the country of origin. Yeah. Now, I thought I had you with this last you time. You did. But and... then you started ranting and raving about how you could get a an American car or an a Australian car. You could go live in Australia. Or you could go live in America. And I was thinking, that's not the intention. My intention was like, it would be nissan or your toyota or some you're trying to
1: stick me to japan where there'd be like food not not because
0: we think it's a bad place to live i remember saying this last time but it's somewhere that's more of a culture shock yes because it's completely different it would be a completely different language and all the different food and the way they live and and everything about the country is completely different yeah like if there was like uh, some like central african car makers or things like that just places or the that...
1: larder in russia for example as yeah a, as or another an one.
0: antarctic company there's somewhere that's completely different
1: i mean volvo but have i wouldn't to mind move being to... sweden no. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but it was a real do you know what and i will give it to you sam the the initial thought of this is really good yeah but, but i just
0: i negated america yeah my mind. you
1: kind of forgot that because in canada and in america they produce vehicles that and i say canada they're mainly producing american Manufactured vehicles yes. now, yeah. but it's being built there. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, when Samson, I was like, well, there's the Dodge Ram, and then there's the Hellcat, and so I, I could was have just mean, get
0: just looking more and more. crusty Sam's by the face second
1: just dropped because he was thinking that there would be, you know, there's the GR Corolla. Yeah, this is Japan, what I was thinking. Stuff Nissan like that, the Z, Z car, and... uh, the new. Oh, actually, no, we will probably get the new GTR when it comes out. But whatever, you know, because I was...
0: just to just because obviously we haven't said mm. it. I don't know if you mentioned it in last week's when I wasn't here. But I turned up to do the podcasts last week with this in my notes on my phone. And I said, I have some content for the podcast. Yes. And you were like, yeah, yeah, of course you have. What, have you got a little news story? And I was like, no, I've got a whole segment for yeah. a whole podcast. Yeah. And you were sat there genuinely each time I read out and you were like,
1: that's a really good question. These were great questions, yeah. They've
0: lost a bit of their oomph because he's heard most of them and he's remembering them as I'm saying them. But you've still got to answer them. So. And th-
1: do you know what? This was uh, after we had done it um, last time. I I did think to myself oh we should have tried to spread you know put it on YouTube and try to spread it out the problem is and the reason we're not recording this one and we're just doing it as a podcast is uh we still have a fledgling channel yeah, on YouTube. Yeah this is and, the sort of thing you want to save when you've got yeah, more because what will happen is people that don't uh, listen to the show a lot or don't know us yet they'll ignore the video and it'll really hurt. this is the the greatest problem when you're building something mm-hmm. there's a lot of algorithms behind it and so it's a we, shame that it's that's how it is. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, it's... Yeah. But anyway, I would say this is one of our... If uh, if you've just by chance got this podcast as the first one you've ever listened to of us, this is one of the really good ones because you thought of these questions... Yeah. And it really... I thought of them
0: on the drive here last yeah, week. Yeah, I know. All,
1: all seven of them, I just thought on the drive here. They just caught... Like, some of them I was like, that's... And one of them while I was having a shower when I got <laughs> in. <laughs> so my answer to it was... Um, it wasn't quite the got you that you thought you'd get because i said you know what i'd be fine moving to either yeah one of the you know either canada or america and i'd have um either either one of the many trucks that i like that they do pickup trucks or a muscle car something like that that would probably be my answer or unfortunately um basically holden is gone from australia but that would have been another option as well. If it, yeah. if we were talking ten, fifteen years ago.
0: But we did have a slight sort of hooray and a party because we'd finally got rid of him and he'd moved. to yes. almost the other side of the world. Yeah,
1: woo! So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and Japan, I mean, I Japan's a great country. The point we made was, and the point you were very aware of, is uh, I'm not. I I like the food that I like.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say you're not. You're not fussy. I mean, you are. You're horrendously fussy, but not <laughs> fussy about. Trying food,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You're
0: fussy about the way you like things cooked, and you like that's things cooked wrong. <laughs> but you like what you like, and you're very hesitant to adapt to that. You yeah,
1: basically, that it's, it
0: it sounds worse than it is. I know, but I think problem, if, if you yeah. were to put into a, like Japan or China, where their their diet is completely different, yeah, you'd be a bit like, oh, okay. But then you made the point of well, there'll be places out there that just sell English food, yeah, and like the whole here. question kind of fell fell flat on yeah the space. No, yeah. <laughs>
1: that um, was the one that you you really got me on because the the other thing was and i'm going to say it now okay and prepare yourself listeners because i'm going to talk about the mg oh christ I can <laughs> okay, I, I'm go <laughs> but obviously mg are owned by a chinese company now so if it was the new mg roadster whenever that comes out if mm. that's what i was picking and that's goes to china well it wouldn't be so bad because i don't mind chinese food the problem i have is when well, you, I lived, yeah, but you like you like European Chinese. Yes, food. I'm not I, sure you'd like authentic Chinese. When I food. lived in uh, Australia, I went to a Chinese, mm-hmm. which are not that uh, they're not as common over there. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where, if you go to some Indian restaurants, will actually advertise themselves as British, like Bangladeshi, British Pakistani, British Indian. Like they'll yeah. make it clear that they're doing the British style Indian food. Yes, because the traditional food. I went to this Chinese place and I was like. Oh, yeah, chicken. Uh, you know, the menu didn't quite look the same as it looks here, but I thought I can put these two things together. That'll make it. And got served. And it was traditional Chinese yeah, food. Yeah, which is just different. Oh, I just no, didn't no like it. Scale, Whereas yeah. over there, they have a lot of Thai food, which is probably similar in its. Uh, it's not, it's obviously a different type of food, but to how we would get it in the yeah. UK. And it's if a bit if like if you went
0: to India and you had a curry, the curry would be completely different there than, than it is here. Because
1: our traditional curry houses would be yeah. here. So. I mean, it's like we have. Um, certain curries that we have in the uk are just named after places
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over yeah. In... and they don't have that over no <laughs> well, they
1: wouldn't name their curry after their yeah. city if... it's like us calling it a, a birmingham yeah for fish and oh, chips oh Yeah, but birmingham brilliant yeah, yeah i just bit can of salt. I, can i have a chicken birmingham. birmingham please <laughs> large birmingham <laughs> yeah. and i better have that with a side of sheffield yeah <laughs> oh have you got any deep fried norwich <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah but Obviously, they don't have that car out yet, and uh yeah, the American stuff wins, so say. we've moved
0: Mars to America, which kind of ruins the end of my Or Canada. Thing. let's not but
1: forget the Canadians,
0: so we're sort of negating that that question's to the side of, of yeah. everything that comes at the end um so the next question, which I think was the one that got you the most, okay, can you remember the one that got you the most? I just, just the what... genre
1: No, I remember it got me, but I can't remember what um... I think you'll get it in
0: the first three words. Okay. I'll say the first three, and then you can see if you can say the genre bring back the oh yeah he's got it so bring back the v10 v12 era to formula one but we only race at newer circuits so for argument's sake on this one we're saying things like france abu dhabi qatar miami places like that or keep the turbo hybrids but we keep silverstone spa monza etc and Bring back Hockenheim and any other old tracks of your choice that so we don't race that anymore. It's so, you, so, if you, so just to clarify to people listening, if you went with the V10, V12, we will only race at France, Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Miami, any new circuits, but we would lose the old ones. Mm-hmm. Gone forever, never coming back.
1: Or even the V8s, I think we said as well. We keep yeah, yeah. the V8s in there as well.
0: Or we keep the turbo hybrids and we keep Silverstone, Spa, Monza, bring back Hockenheim and stuff. And we can keep the newer ones if we want. Because the whole point is that you have to make a sacrifice to bring back what yeah. you would rather
1: have, if that makes sense. It's such a good question, Sam. And do you know what? I'm sat here, and I'm unlike the oh, other. I can't ones, remember
0: what you said. I, no. I, actually, I can't remember what you said. Uh,
1: unlike the other ones where you've asked me, and as you've asked the question, I've, I've remembered what yeah. my answer was. This one, it was it was so close because I really like the old tracks. Yeah, and I hate the idea that look, I understand we should bring new tracks into F1 from a perspective of let's have more races. Yeah. What I really dislike is when we get rid of older racetracks, which force the newer technology that we have mm-hmm. to be pushed into a way that it's uncomfortable with, and then you get phenomenal races. For me, it. it's, Hockenheim. it's Hockenheim. I'm never going to get over uh, it. The whole of Germany, every single man, woman and child needs to stand up and protest the fact that Hockenheim is not on the F1 yeah. calendar. There's lots of problems in the world, right? Yeah. This is up there. <laughs> I'd say I'd say the most important, <laughs> <laughs> only because it's a race week. <laughs> yes, you can, you can tell when we don't do current affairs on our program. <laughs> but uh, just there's some tracks that, ah, uh, so but the idea of I still look at Formula One and I see the V6 turbo and I think these cars are phenomenal. They're very quick, but uh, speed alone has never been my deciding factor with anything automotive and i think it's one of the greatest issues with electric cars people who are probably not maybe they are passionate about cars maybe they're not i heard a lot of people say oh it's bringing people into the you know it's bringing people into the automotive industry they're being interested it's like yes but if you're changing what you are then they're not it's like a football team yeah completely rebranding moving cities and saying. Oh, we've got more fans. It's like, well, yeah, because you've you've completely moved. So you, where you've... you've just given a perfect example of AFC Wimbledon and MK Dons. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> yes, but it, it is one of those things. Of you say, if the racing series has changed a lot and they are faster, is that better for the sport? And it's got a bit more dramatic and everything else. Well, what well, has it? Uh, well, dr- uh, because of Netflix series?
0: Yeah, it's manufactured drama.
1: Man- yeah. Yes, it's not absolutely drama. Right it's manufactured drama. So, what I go back to, though, is what makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up? And that's why when we do this car program, when we talk about cars, and when people say to me, oh, well, you know, uh, some electric car is faster than that, I'm like, great. And it would absolutely kick you in the kidneys as it, you know, does 0 to 60 in two seconds. We Fantastic. don't hear anything. <laughs> my, but I, w- I would be amazed. Like, I'm amazed by some, like... Because um, it's a feat of engineering. Yeah, look, uh, we like, you know, Sam and I have talked on the podcast about planes before. I thought I was, I was going to bring it up if you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's some phenomenal feats of engineering. And whereas we might have our preference, like we might like a 747, both of us can sit there and go, an A380. I mean, it's engineering feat. Yeah, is yeah incredible the size of the thing, the fact that it can oh, get off just, the ground and and- you know, so comfortable to fly and blah blah blah.
0: blah. But, but if then you if said you could us, b- if you could bring back one thing, what would you bring back? And seven, on the count of three, oh, one, two, three, Concorde. Concorde. <laughs> <laughs> so, when it comes to which is impractical, expensive, burns a lot of fuel, yeah, and just generally not very good for the run environment it on clean, or people's uh, wallets. Yeah, but just run but it, You'd bring it back so you could see it fly
1: over you. Just yeah. the shape, the sound, the just, speed. That's what I think. As people, you have to remember, uh, we were we've come out of. Okay, I'm not going to go into evolution because there'll be people wanting to debate it. But at the end of the day, when you see a lion roar... Yeah. Well, I went to a zoo three or four months ago for my mm-hmm. partner's birthday to, to Bristol Zoo before it was closing. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's closing. They shouldn't close it. I like it where it is. It's in the city. It's great. <laughs> but no, it's, if it's better for the animals, then great but they can... I mean, But anyway, saw a lion walking around in, and it was roaring. Mm-hmm. And yeah you know, my partner and I are having a good laugh, but he's just whinging for dinner because he's lying yeah, a bit like there. you, yeah, <laughs> but the hairs yeah. stand up because there's something within your body that says that is a predator that can kill me, and n- your natural reaction is to have that sort of fight or flight moment, yeah, which that's... is why the hairs on the back of your neck stand yeah. up because that's generally what your body's what you're telling you through, run away, yes, <laughs> <laughs> and that is what I think as we've become more comfortable as a society as you know we've got you know we sit on the sofa we watch tv blah 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 we need to remember that actually we do need to connect where we can with being a, a, a living being that's mm-hmm. you know within this world when i hear a v10 formula one car scream it has that same effect for me because there's or just when you can hear it on the other side of the circuit before it comes You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah and you know this this is why when we talk about concord it's the same you know you just look at you think that is incredible because of its noise its engineering feet and so for me as much as i'd love the old tracks i think I'm, i think the answer i eventually and it took me ages
0: yeah you did land on that side of the fence. yeah
1: that i would have to have those old car bucks old cars back even though they would race on circuits that they're
0: not designed for
1: no because the new circuits are sort of they're faster flowing. More,
0: and, more runoffs, so it's less yeah. dangerous, isn't it? Doesn't take as much not saying it doesn't take skill, it doesn't take as much skill to chuck a V ten round. Because the cars, is because the runoff's there. So.
1: Yeah, and the car's smaller, so it actually suits being raced at those old tracks that are yeah. a bit thinner and mm-hmm. smaller and you can make that move in that really daring place, whereas the V six yeah. hybrids are just a bit too big or the downforce is just too So um I went off on a bit of tangent against Sam but obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to because I just think uh You can make a lot of mathematical sense saying one thing, yeah. But the fact of the matter remains: we're humans; we live and breathe. And some things that are just amazing, uh, 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 Silverstone has passed. You know, we've we've gone past Silverstone, but Vettel took out Nigel Manson's old. Yeah, yeah.
0: just just, to hear that go round. Yeah,
1: can you like they took that out as an exhibition, and you think because he's bought that. Yeah, he's bought this it, yeah, his car. It hits, yeah. yeah. And you watch him go round, and you think, that used to be Every times weekend. 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going for it around here. And now it's an exhibition. And, and, you, do you know, it's like, I don't, I can't think of a good sporting analogy, but it's a bit like when you see a retired player come out for an exhibition game. Yeah. And you're thinking, Oh, there's great players now, but something about that player. Just seeing still, them in the share and Yeah, just still And interestingly, nowadays
0: it's all why it's we're so much more economical and it's better for the environment. Mm. That one that Nigel Mansell car that he had out then had been completely reconfigured yeah. to run on eco fuel. Yeah. So and it, was... it still made the exact same noise. Yeah. So to so me why 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 are we why are we not focused on the eco-fuel side of things as opposed to changing them, making the engine smaller and stuff? Because that, I imagine, I don't know, but would have been producing
1: the nothing. same, if not well, nothing. Then okay. it, it was essentially the the combustion. This is why, just very quickly, mm-hmm. um, because I think we'll do a YouTube um explanation on this at some point. Yeah. Sam and I will work on it. These these things do take quite a lot of time to get and put together and produce. Mm-hmm. But the the action of a combustion engine is it's pulling in air and a fuel, mm-hmm. and then. Compressing them, or sorry, you know, combusting them with the spark, and then through that sort of explosion that's then forced with the piston travelling up, you have motion. Okay, but and in a lot of people think, oh well, a petrol engine runs off petrol. It runs off a liquid that is able to explode, yeah, yeah, at or combust at that temperature Mm -hmm. or in those circumstances. If you can replace it with something that also does it, it's why we can run cars off ethanol. Yeah. It's just that fuel has been a great answer in up to more recent times. Just digging it out the ground. This just easier. It's just been easier. It's had a lot of money behind it. To me, I find it bizarre that when we're talking about race series, yeah. You know, so Formula One burns, you know, a, a less fuel in a in a. Sorry, someone actually did this a while ago. The whole of the Formula One racing. This is qualifying practice, the race itself, the support races. Mm-hmm. They burn less fuel in a season than I think it's one flight going from the US to the UK. Well, there you go. <laughs> and so it just it just to put it into context for people, you know, they carry, I think it's 150 litres per car for an entire Formula 1 race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's each one. So the whole grid has got 1,500 kilos of fuel. That's a, a race then done. Yeah. With, you know, some to spare at the end for testing. Just, just to put it into perspective of how much is being burnt. So that's... Small enough that you could just replace it all with some sort of e fuel. Yeah. And we could have the engineering side say, how incredible can we make or how.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. I interrupted Miles then by um, taking
1: a photo. <laughs> okay. um, how incredible uh, how, you know, sensational could we make an engineering project? If we took away the current um, cycle of combustion that happens with fuel going in that's been dug out the ground, replace it with a different one. And then you don't have to, start to have these arguments of, well, the V6 are more thermo you know, efficient and we have a battery pack and blah, blah. It's like, well, we're just having fun. And out the back of the exhaust is nothing. So yeah. who cares? You know, that's that's. But yeah, V10s is my answer, Sam.
0: V10s. And if we, can run them on, if we can run them on eco-fuel, then
1: uh, great. Just, you know, what a win. What a win for mm-hmm. everyone. What were you going to say? I, I was just saying, how long did that answer take me? Um, I don't you know. What, I didn't look at the time before. Okay. But
0: since you said just very quickly about your explanation, and that was four minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> which is fine. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I want everyone, I'm, it's not like I'm being some sort of, like, no no time control it's only because <laughs> I said at the start of it oh, well, we well you said you'd do this in half an hour and I told yeah. you that was an absolute load of rubbish
1: can you just remind me at the end Sam I just do want to just have one uh, quick news point to make at the very end of okay. my podcast you've right, you got two that. left of these yeah Um, you right so the next one only you. so
0: you'll only be able to clean your car once every three months but you get the best quality cleaning kit so oh, you can have I all, can have all of the rubbish that you currently collect like clay bars and all of that jazz yeah or you have to clean your car every single week, but you only get a sponge, some some washing wax and a hose and a bucket to put it in, obviously.
1: And to cut the long story short that I told about this last <laughs> time, I picked the once every three months with the absolute best stuff going. Mainly because I could seal the car up with, you know, all the different types of waxes and stuff. And the only thing that was annoying is Sam said I wasn't allowed to just give the wheels a wipe over. No, 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 you're not Cause... allowed to, you're not allowed to touch. The only thing that will wash it, and this annoyed you last time, so I'm going
0: to say it again. The only thing that will wash your car in the intervening two months and yeah. three and a half weeks is the rain. As you drive, the rain through. doesn't it. wash it. <laughs> it, well, it does, it cleans it, there's water on it and it's running off oh. and cleaning. And <laughs> Yes, okay, good. So, so you've yeah, gone with that one. Once sit, every three months. Look how desperate he is to do his news story. Like just no, no, no. Charging just, through just the Just
1: that I, I, I remember that one, and I remember that I really tried to justify the other answer. Yeah, Knowing did, yeah. that I was only ever going to say, I've got to <laughs> use the best stuff. So, And that stuff, just as a tip for anyone who does wash their car, and I know a lot of people don't want to spend lots of time on it, if you do commit sort of an afternoon to doing a, a really good job and polishing and waxing, everyone has this. I've, the amount of people that walked past me, you know, when I've been yeah, washing yeah, the yeah. car. They go, oh, that's a bit point, it's going to rain next week. So? <laughs> I'm, like, what I'm
0: usually one of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sam is. Uh, usually, <laughs> repeatedly. Coming up. Yeah, just in different disguises. <laughs> but the, the, the worst part, it, I try and explain this to people, is if you've got a good sealant over the whole car, then it will rain on it, but the rain beads straight off. What happens when you've got a, a car that hasn't been really thoroughly cleaned for a while is the rain sort of sticks onto a body onto the mm-hmm. body. If you look at a brand new car on a, fo- on a forecourt after it's rained, you'll see all the water sort of beading off because there's nothing holding it onto the surface. Yeah. When a car's five years old, it, it's a bit like the paint is a bit like your skin. It has pores. Yeah. So they all clog up and the rain won't move. It sticks to it. So if you have sealed the car, when it rains, it, the water basically just flows off. And because it's not hanging around on the side of the car and on the top of the car, it doesn't leave all the residue and so it doesn't actually look like my partner's car cleaned it three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I need to give the wheels a wipe over. I mean, I'll give the car a quick clean, but because we could go out in yours tonight. Do you know what? My, we could. My uh, my wife messaged me before this podcast, yeah. so, you can take the car if you want. I was like, I saw it. Sam's driving, but I didn't think actually that you already take, Sam very kindly took me to go and get some lunch in his car, so Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see fuel happens. As fuel need it. So. yeah, yeah, it doesn't bother check me too much. But anyway, right,
0: last one before you can do your news bulletin. <laughs> I can give you a little, like, sort of news jingle. <laughs> yeah, I really want to make some jingles for this podcast. I think that'd be really cool.
1: Um, I am going to just so people know, and I'll tell you on mm-hmm. there. I've spoke to my uh, Swedish cousin. Yes, that uh, I probably have mentioned a few times. He actually produces music. Um, yeah, he sort of studied it. He's still, you know, quite early in the career of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I've said to him, and I was messaging him the other day, just asking what he's going, you know, what he's doing, and is he going for any more advanced? So, I I, look, I really don't know enough about music <laughs> education and w- how it all works to give you much more on this. But I said to him, look, he's listened to this podcast because I've asked him to check it for audio quality. Yeah. And uh, I said to him, oh, you know, I've got the Yen. The Hello, if you're still listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I said to him, oh, you know, I've got the, the jingle at the start and stuff, you know. Yeah. Did that myself, but hoping you could do a couple of things for us. And he was like, oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Oh, so cool. at Get some to point, make some little bits for well, us. At so. some point, we'll have a phone call, all three of us. Okay. And you can sort of tell him well, that would
0: be really professional because I can sit here and be like what my mum is when she's at work, doing what I'm doing now while you're talking, just doodling on a bit of paper. Yeah, there we go. Pretending like I'm listening to what's yes. going on. And mum, if you are listening, which I know you are, I know that's what you're doing. You're pretending to listen to your work call <laughs> whilst doodling <laughs> squares that you
1: put triangles in and then colour half of it in. Well, we've uh, really called her out. <laughs> um, well, what I was going to say is, uh, we, well, you can give him an idea of what sort of jingle sounds you want. Yes. And then he can sort of reproduce something that's individual for us yeah because okay. obviously he won't you know he won't just copy whatever someone else has done that's not no um, no that's fair so yeah but he's obviously I, I did this to him i said can you do us a say, um sort of like an automotive uh intro yeah and he was like yeah what what does that sound like yeah no that's and, fair and I, and I tried to play it. i said oh can you listen to this podcast and this podcast and i said but i don't want to sound like them yes <laughs> so he was like oh that's a great help <laughs> so, yeah cheers thanks a lot for that but yeah we will at some point and we'll get you a couple of jingles Sam. yeah Sorry. Oh, sorry,
0: yeah, I haven't read the last question, have I? No. <laughs> so, last question. You lose all hot versions of cars and only have base specs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or you only have hot versions and all the expenses that come with it. And we caveated this by saying, because you talked about some stuff earlier in the past podcast that you haven't mentioned in this one, it would be base spec, base spec. So we're talking Dacia base specs, Yeah. but all car manufacturers will have to offer that sort of base spec, or... We're talking like Civic Type R, Hyundai i30 N, VXRs, RS sixes. Uh, every manufacturer will have to offer one of those for every model they do. Now, the only thing that we did say was that this would be an option that was given to every single person that passed their test. Okay, so everybody would be able to choose, despite right. their age and stuff. So you would have, you'd have both types of cars, cars. You on could the
1: road. Be... Seventeen, pass your driving test, yeah. and pick the hot cars, yeah, but. Then you, you would then, have to pay the insurance, yeah. as it is very expensive yeah. for new Or you drivers. could pick your base specs, but then you're stuck with base specs. For life.
0: We could maybe introduce, though, you get one change throughout life, but yeah. then it's only one change. That would be sort of far in the future. What The point of that is that you wouldn't lose all hot, hatch, or, like, hot versions of cars if you picked ba- base specs. You but could still you, see them. You'd still see them, but yeah. you wouldn't get
1: one. Yeah. And I remember this... and I said to you in the previous world. this is a great question for two reasons. One, some of the greatest fun that we've had in cars and that I had when I was working the most trade was in the the smaller specs. The smaller, most basic stuff uh, that had sort of skinnier tyres, didn't have as much, you know, you think of the monsters that are made for a road car. And the tyre is so thick, the engine is so powerful that, You'll never test the limits of adhesion on the road. No. And to be honest, if you are in those cars, you're probably a bit of a, you know, word. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it's not the place. But also the point of that is that you then have to buy those tyres and stuff like that. Yeah. And and that's the problem. It pushes everything to uh, what I don't like about cars, which is newer cars doing this, where basically unless you're a very, very high earner, you can't enjoy... what, What I loved about cars uh, 15-ish years ago, is manufacturers were racing to try and get a, a, a semi-hot version of anything. Do you yeah. remember we spoke about it and I said, oh, Ford at one point were putting the Focus ST engine in their people carrier and Vauxhall, uh, which is sort of GM, mm-hmm. for wherever you're listening, or Opel if you're listening in the, in Europe, had their Zafira people carrier. Yeah, And they went, well balls to it then we'll just make a vxr version yeah. and they have they just went to their astra which is their sort of hot hatch that they had and we'll just stick that engine in with some mm-hmm. of the running gear uh paint it the sort of flash blue arden blue is actually the name of the color yeah and um we'll sell it to people as a seven seat riotous minivan basically it sold quite well though they did it they did the mariva which was only bought as far as i could tell by people that weren't interested in driving <laughs> and one bloke that i met when i was selling cars who was genuinely seven foot tall because <laughs> he got out and i was like i very rarely do you know, i look up do am i craning mine <laughs> and his wife was about six foot four and wow. we had a great chat and he said do you know what bet they had tiny kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah three-year-old who was six foot behind me. yeah <laughs> um, we were having this All right ju- dad you got your milk <laughs> <laughs> we were we were wandering along and he was a uh, a big guy, you know, um we were having a chat and you know, I was talking about fitting in cars and he said, I'll be honest with you, mate, he said, you don't need to try and sell me on anything. He said, I've there's a very small number of cars mm-hmm. that I know I can get comfortable in. And he said, that Mariva is not the biggest car made, but the actual position the seat gets in, with the it just he fit in it. Yeah. And uh, we yeah we had a good chat about it. But those were the only people that bought the Mariva. And Vauxhall went should we do a VXR version? And someone, some fantastic human being at Vauxhall's head office went, well, we sell about 2,000 of them a year, mostly for people to convert to wheelchair access. Yeah. Um. So absolutely, we should do a two litre, 240 horsepower yeah. <laughs> version of it. I saw one in the whole time I was in the most trade. And it was like this apologetic thing. It came in. It had lost half its value after a year. Oh. No one wanted it. And I desperate to be the one that sold it because i was like we have to sell this car because if we don't it's going to rattle around in the trade for a long period of time and unfortunately you know it'll people the manufacturer will never sell any and so they'll never do it again and unfortunately where we are today manufacturers you you go to a manufacturer and say could you make a very low production almost sort of one-off type for the average joe yeah but they wouldn't even think about it sorry did you say million pound hypercar for the richest in the world to own and drive yeah. three laps <laughs> a year in yeah. no i didn't say that average joe uh he works in you know i don't know the uh the front desk of a tool shop mm-hmm. and he just got a promotion to you know middle management and uh, he's got three children and he's looking for something that isn't an M5 because he can't afford that, Yeah, but he'd like to come into your dealership and buy something where, he, where his kids go, wow, dad, what have you got there? They would go, sorry, no, we, we, haven't, we don't make those. We've never made those. <laughs> yeah. And you go, yes, yes, you did. <laughs> and they were some of the best vehicles. Like whenever people talk to me about cars and they talk about Lamborghinis and Ferraris, I, I love having the conversation, but I'm, my interest has a limitation and the limitation yeah. is, if we, if we spent our whole podcast talking about 200,000-pound cars, people would be like, yeah, they're dream cars. I would yeah, rather exactly. talk about stuff that, you know, you can buy a Mini Cooper S of the BMW era mm-hmm. that's broken for a grand. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that there's such access to these cars. I've gone way off the point, Sam. You, well, you haven't answered the question. No, I haven't. <laughs> um, so the greatest, one, the greatest one we've had is in really basic cars. I had some, an absolute riotous time in a Fiat Panda that I rented in Cyprus once. Yeah. Ended up halfway up a, not quite a mountain, but a very steep hill. <laughs> I had to admit that this was not the vehicle for the job. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so I've had some really great fun in basic cars. And when you say the top end today, I'm trying to think of stuff that I could actually like really enjoy. But I wouldn't want to be stuck with basic cars all the time. So my answer is to pick. Um, and, and to be fair to me, I accepted the cost because my second car that I ever owned, six months after I bought that broken taxi, True. was uh, a hot hatch. And then the car after that was another hot hatch. And so I paid, I mean, my, yeah, yeah. I think, what
0: was my insurance? Two and a half thousand pounds? It was something pounds? horrific that made everybody feel sick.
1: Do you remember like the payment for the insurance a month? Because obviously I was doing it monthly because I was an 18-year-old that mm-hmm. had uh, too much money, not enough sense, and uh, didn't, hadn't grasped the idea of spending £250 a month to insure a car that I was financing for £160 a month. Yeah. Didn't make financial sense. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the... That's, that's so the, you're going with HOTS. HOTS, yeah. And just, that, just so I know, what would you pick?
0: Probably the same, to be fair. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. And just work out the money. Yeah. So after all of that, we have Miles Goodson. Okay, that's the second time I've used your whole thing yeah. today. Oh. Very officious. Mm. Driving a pink Vauxhall Astra <laughs> that's costing him £125 <laughs> to fill up a tank. Yeah. You're taking it to a Vauxhall dealership to get all the work done. And we know how uh, fair they are with their prices on it's service. <laughs> Unfortunately, we had this slight caveat of you moving to the States and driving a pickup truck. But that's obviously in an, alter- an alternate life yeah but you know you whilst you're saving all of your time by getting all the maintenance done yeah, elsewhere you can spend your weekends watching v10s yes drive around but they will be driving around at huge runoff tracks with very garish designs like paul rickard um, unfortunately
1: yeah well, i remember we had this because i was trying to sneak in a couple of yeah, newer but not because yeah, <laughs> what's a newer track that is quite instant uh that's suppose what Azerbaijan isn't a track, but it's quite good to yeah, watch the Yeah, counts as a race, yeah. But So I could have, you know, the V tens around there would be Maybe. Um Unfortunately, other ones that I can think of, we either don't go there anymore. Yeah. So anyway, like let's say they're newer tracks, something, but I mean I don't mind the Middle Eastern ones. It's just Well, I don't mind Abu Dhabi. Um I don't mind what's the one where we start the season? Or is that sorry, is that where we end the season? I always um, get the two Bahrain. Come- Bahrain is always start Yeah always is always end Don't mind either of those too. Bahrain's nice I like Bahrain Yeah so
0: um, um, You'll only be able to Wash China's your Astra on. Every three months Why do I keep Keeping the Astra Because that's part of The whole concept of this Oh god Okay like I said this moving to the states thing That's to the side That was like a separate Question So I don't get to Have clean. my Dodge No Ram. no no no, You've just got your Astra
1: Or a Ford Mustang Oh well, I could have a Ford Mustang um,
0: No you've got your Astra It's costing you £125 for right. that You're getting it serviced
1: <laughs> At Vauxhall every Few weeks
0: Yeah uh, the weekends, though, you are avoiding your family and you're watching all the V10s and stuff race yep. around on the rubbish tracks. You're washing. You're saving some more time to watch these V10s, though, because you are only washing your car once every three months. Imagine it would probably take you a bit longer. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, the end of all this is that after doing all this to your car, you won't be able to drive it because you've decided that you, you personally are only allowed to drive hot hatches. So you have to own your Astra. <laughs> you have to fill it up. You'll have to service oh, it. You'll have to wash way. it. You can yeah. watch Formula One. But you'll also that. have to spend yeah. the money on buying a new hot hat. Oh, that was good, Sam. So that is the end of the game show. Um, that was I good. I can't think of any outro for it apart from... Game show. Yeah, not bad. It's pretty horrific. I'm not going to lie. Please help us out, Miles' relatives.
1: Uh, that so I said to you last time when we did this. Uh, you'll have to do something like this again. Yeah, well, I, good. I've been
0: thinking of something. I do have some yeah, written down at good. home, so I think we are going to make it a more regular feature. It's just it won't to... be as in depth. No, it will no, be no. sort of one or
1: two, maybe three. I just think that it's good when we've got stuff that is, um, you know, this versus this. What we well, but provoke
0: it provokes a bit of and chat, also
1: it? people that are listening, they could be playing. I take so long to answer
0: that so they yeah they they're probably sitting there going, well, well I've done. I've actually done what yeah. I said I was going to do, and so can you move on? <laughs> uh, I'm going to move on to... You do your piece of news. News story. I'm limiting Probably. you to your one piece of news.
1: No, that's fine. I only I had this one thing down. It kind of expands into a bigger point, but it's all the same thing, which is... That's how he gets away with it. Yeah, I know. I, I start with one bit of information <laughs> and just segue across yeah. very smoothly. <laughs> Before you know it, have done a full news at 10. <laughs> uh, the Mazda CX-60... Yeah, is (laughs) is currently on sale. I think across the world as a plug-in hybrid. That's how you can buy it. Forty odd thousand pounds, um, whatever it it is in your country. Furiously googling what this thing looks like. Yeah, CX sixty. Yeah. Now they have brought out, and this is why I like Mazda because Mazda hear what is happening in the world. They hear what's happening in the automotive world. They get told all these different things, and they say good. Well, we're going to carry on doing whatever we want. <laughs> they are, do you know who they are? They're the Italian supercar of the regular car world. True.
0: It's the, not the best looking vehicle.
1: It's an SUV, yeah. Um, it's all
0: right. It's the sort of thing that I can imagine. It looks like a few cars mixed
1: together. I, I quite like The way I like it is if your partner and you had children and she wanted to stick with Mazda, oh, yeah, that's actually the car yeah, that yeah, I yeah. would imagine she would get. And the advantage over something like a, the Tiguan, which I know you would rather have, is that this would probably be as reliable as you could possibly get a car. Yeah,
0: and it's not it's not bad looking. at all. No, no. It's, got, it's It'll grow on me. It's just the first so time I've
1: seen it. They sell it as a plug-in hybrid, mm-hmm. but Master, as I say, one of these companies that you tell them one thing and they go, mm, we hear what you're saying, but, but we not, prefer this way. Yeah, we're <laughs> not listening. So they said, right, we've got a plug-in hybrid because apparently that's what the world is doing. Now time to release our second engine for this vehicle. Guesses, Sam? what it is oh no some sort of v8 nope (laughs) no idea then a 3.3 yeah diesel inline six cylinder engine (laughs) (laughs) so right (laughs) diesel uh in the uk is down 50 percent in the last year sales wise right from its high time it's down you know over a hundred not over a hundred percent but it's down like 80 percent in the sales figures, it's lost so much. It used to be 50-odd percent of the whole market, or 55%. Right Now, I think in the month of June, or for this year so far, it's made up like 5%. It shows what a huge drop-off there has been. Mm -hmm. And Mazda heard this information. No one's buying a diesel because apparently these are terrible. And said, right, well, we've been working for quite a long time on a brand (laughs) new type of diesel engine. Uh, So we're going to just release that. And we're not going to make a, you know, two litre like Volkswagen do. Yeah. We're going to go for an inline six because that's smoother. Mm-hmm. And we only care about making the best product we can. The other <laughs> stuff that people want to talk about, not interested. And this is why I will defend the Mazda RX-8 to people who say, oh, it's a bit rubbish and it doesn't have torque. Go out and drive one. For, yeah. for, if you just, you have to ignore everything that, you would, and this is why people always have a go. Well, I wouldn't ignore it. Blah blah blah. Do you know what? They sold lots of RX eights. So Very true. That if you have one of those and you close your eyes every time you fill it up with fuel, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. close your eyes every time five or six thousand miles comes up and you have to go and service it. What a cracking engine! You just sit there at between seven and nine thousand <laughs> <laughs> rpm, yeah. just you know, just driving it hard all the time, and it just goes. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, so Master went and said, "Well." Uh, they've got a new type of diesel engine technology and it's basically the way that it compresses the fuel is more efficient than ever it's up to uh, it's got a 48 volt mild hybrid which is you know these big batteries they put on the starter motor so it basically runs like the air conditioning and oh okay uh, yeah but it's not driving the car it can it can offer a boost okay. so it can spin the crank uh, right and, You know, put an extra additional bit of uh, twisting force around the crank but um yeah it they they got it to 40 percent efficiency formula one engines at fif- just over 50 percent really so that's how efficient they've got this but what i loved was the release they did of this car where they or this engine where they said yeah well um it's smoother than any of our other engines because yeah. it's a balanced six cylinder and they, they know that the way you an engine if anyone i know we can get a bit technical sometimes but with a V8, yeah, it's never balanced. It's the firing order of a yeah. V8. That's why they, you know, um, and that's what, the only way to sort of balance that out. What Ferrari would do is put a flat plane crank. Uh, we, we can do a either a podcast or a, a YouTube video about this, but you have um, the different crank sort of shape allows the firing order to be smoothed out. Yeah. And that's why Ferrari's howl and American muscle cars rumble. Mm-hmm. That's the, whereas a six-cylinder, it's such a beautifully balanced engine. It's why BMW, for years, were behind the six-cylinder. Like, yeah, this yeah. is the engine. If you want performance, smoothness, and driving enjoyment, this is the engine. That's why they were so far behind it. So Mazda, twenty years later, <laughs> right on board with this trend. Yeah, <laughs> I've gone. Well, we should do that with a diesel. It does. Is uh, so they're going to do it in two different power outputs? Not the highest amount of power. Bear in mind, I said a three-point-three-liter diesel. Mm-hmm. Uh two hundred horsepower or two hundred and fifty horsepower, not bad. Five hundred and fifty newton meters of torque can tow a two and a half ton trailer. Or a building. Yes. <laughs> and it just I just love the fact of if you look I know um if you're listening to this, you you probably have never seen the, the press releases that manufacturers put out there. But yeah. a lot of them are basically marketing departments or uh, you know, there'll be someone who has to write this sort of stuff up. And it's a lot of uh, I wouldn't say spin, but, you know, it's just a lot of, you know, oh, we're doing this, and this is the trend, and blah, 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 and, you know, oh, it's great for this reason. When Mazda do this, they're not telling you that it's good because of X reason. They're just telling you, this is good, buy it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's that, such a Mazda way of operating. It's just such a... <laughs> I, I, when I wo- and, you know, when I think when I worked them and I sold them, if you, it's a bit like you walk into Ferrari to the to Maranello mm-hmm. and say, hmm, just considering a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, every engineer in there would be confused. Like, as in, yeah. completely lost in the <laughs> Like, yeah, like, sorry, you said a Ferrari or, and I, did, I, I just thought you'd say a Ferrari or maybe the, a, the Space <laughs> Shuttle. <for example>. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't think of anything. That or really, nothing. Yes. <laughs> or, you know, it, just to say another car, they'd be like, but that's a worse car. That would be, I yeah. think, would be the first words out there. Like, yeah. Whatever They operate said, very much on the miles. This is brilliant. This because it's mine. (laughs) I did this. This is fantastic. Everything else, utter trifle. Yes, it's just. I'm sure it's good. Not as good as this though. (laughs) That's and master. I just love the fact they come out and they're like, well, so the trend isn't going with us. But they, it's the honesty within how they're releasing this, which is we're releasing a six-cylinder diesel because it's got great fuel efficiency. It can do colossal distances to a tank yeah it works as efficiently as we can make it and with our new emissions technology we were able to cut down even further the most advanced you know diesel um, emissions that to the point you know in volkswagen about 10 years ago we're saying oh it's so clean yeah, yeah. and you were like mm, well i can <laughs> smell it Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know volkswagen did an effort and then we found out that yeah. The, the, the more advanced bits of that were cheating. Mm-hmm. It's like Mazda heard that 10 years ago and sort of in a quiet corner somewhere in Japan went, they're lying, so let's do it for real. It might take us a decade. But we I reckon we can do it. Yeah. And then the whole world has <laughs> changed. Like, they've stayed in this room. The whole yes. world has changed around them. <laughs> yeah. And then they've just appeared and burst out the door. And We've and said, done it. We've done it. <laughs> so I really... <laughs> I wasn't for diesel engines when they were being, you know, when they were the pick to go for because I'd sold them. Yeah. And a lot of the time when people would tell me, I want a diesel for this, that, and reason, I'd say, you know what, you're better off with the petrol because you're not doing enough mileage to make the fuel saving. You're going to pay more for the car. And there's additional maintenance or repair costs, which if you factor all of that in, you, if you're just doing this for a financial reason, mm-hmm. uh, it's not going to be better for you. Yeah. If you're saying I like to tow a trailer, right? We need to look at diesels. Yeah? yeah. If you're saying I've got, you know, two small children, and I want an average family car, and you know, I just want to make some savings, you look at them and you say, How long are you going to keep the car? I'll oh, probably five years. You know, it's going to be my workhorse. Say, mm. You know, the chances of you having to have fit a turbo. On a three-year-old used diesel that you're going to keep for five years. bearing in mind, the first owner has probably been a company. It's yeah. probably been driven like a company car. You know, they're not—they're going to keep it for its warranty and get rid of it. Yeah. So then you're going to be the one facing any bills. To me, it was just always, why don't you get something a bit more enjoyable? Blah blah. You know, all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But now, I do kind of think we've—we've we've gone to an extreme reaction with diesels. Yeah, it's very much our diesel end of the world. You know, you have to look at it in a way of yeah, okay. Um, if we're going to really, we did our podcast talking about exhaust. Uh, what was it, particles? Yes, and how clean a Volkswagen Golf is now. And you just think, yeah, you know, we we. And it actually is now, as well. It, and it really <laughs> is uh, to the point where it frustrates me because all the people writing laws, they they just heard a bit of news four Fault. years ago. Yeah. yeah, they're now not willing to hear any other news. Because they've gone down a path. And I really don't like it when people are like, if I'm wrong, if I say something on this podcast about diesels, about electric cars, about yeah, petrol, whatever, should... and then in three years, someone says, you said that, and it's now proven that that was stupid. I'm like, do you know what? I was Fair wrong. Enough. Yeah, that I'll walk that one back. I was wrong. Uh, we're be- we were better off with the other ar- answer. Yeah. But no one's willing to do that today with diesels, just to say, how clean is a diesel now? Well, especially, you know, stuff like this new Mazda. Very, is it cheap? And this is the one thing that gets me: is it going to be a lot cheaper? Yes, because to build a diesel engine, what it's do you need? It's not as complicated. Some metal. Yeah, <laughs> you don't <laughs> need all the batteries and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you, okay, you do need all the metal. You do need do need some uh, either robots or uh, people who've got expertise who are going to put it all together, build it, and then after that, what have you got? Something that supports millions of jobs. Yeah, uh, something that's not going to be that expensive. Then put out there. And at the end of it, we're still worried about the fuel. There's going to be other answers coming through. We should put more pressure for there to be cleaner and cleaner fuel. But if they you know, Audi had e-diesel in 2007. Yeah. They ran the German, one of the German finance ministers, I think it was, or one of the German ministers, they ran their car. It was like an Audi A8 TDI, three-litre mm-hmm. TDI. They ran it off e-diesel for a year. As in they just said to the German government, look, we'll give you the car. Um and you'll look really good, yeah. Because you'll have zero tailpipe emissions because it's man-made diesel. They thought it was a great idea. The German government thought it was a great idea. And 15 years later, diesels being banned all yeah. over the place. Yeah, like, it, clearly the engine isn't the problem. Clearly it's the fuel. Yeah, definitely. So I, I think Mazda are onto a really good turn for this. If it's going to be considerably cheaper than their plug-in, which will mean the payments are less. Yeah, which will mean for a family who are looking for, you know, if we put Sam in a very genuine position of, say, five years from now and you had a young family and your partner sort of said, well, you know, I don't want a really big car. Yeah, but I I do want something this X, Y size. And you said, well, let's have a look. And you walked in and a salesman genuinely looked you in the face and said, well, it's £55,000 for this electric SUV. And you looked at your partner and thought, you know, we don't do too badly in life. But we're, we're not, not. We're not spend, in that bracket. No. Yeah. <laughs> and even if we were, yeah. not for like if if we were talking about a Porsche, yeah, then then, then, then then this is an emotional purchase. But this is a this is a practical purchase. Yeah, something to do a job and that you know you just want it to be nice on your driveway. If you walked into a Mazda and they say, "Well, we've got this thing that's forty grand," and you went, oh, "It's still a bit steep," and they said, "Well, there's diesel. Um, it's a great engine, great technology." what do you think of this? And you looked at it and you thought, it's sensibly priced, we can afford the payments, the, the running costs are, are reasonable. Mm-hmm. I struggle to see how manufacturers, unless batteries become very a, a, a lot cheaper in the next five years, I, I just struggle to see how they'll switch your average customer, not your company car buyer, not people who've got the money to do this, but your average family Joe who was yeah. buying cars from me 10 years ago and buying a Passat diesel, mm-hmm. that person, this this car, seriously. If you're if you are out there and you're thinking, God, I quite like a maybe an SUV family car, maybe you're in the market for new, great, you know, CX60 Mazda with a diesel engine. It's going to come out, I think, start of next year. If you're not looking new and it's going to be still a bit too much money, I think if you're looking in three years old, this could. And I know by then, I don't know, diesels will probably be seen as worse than throwing children. children into a fire yeah or throwing coal at people down the road you know, yeah. or just just all these things it will be seen as terrible but actually most people will agree with you when you say well how are you going to afford an electric car like, that's the one thing for me As it, it, if it's if it's if it's great technology it's affordable i've got no problem i've got a bit of a problem with the supply chain but i'm sure in time that'll get sorted out but for now I think Master have got a great answer there. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. They said one. the engine's so light that it's yeah. the, just just a touch heavier than the 2.24-cylinder diesel that they wow. put in the six. That's quite impressive. I mean, to, a six, this is a six-cylinder diesel engine. So, you know, you, this thing should weigh more than the moon. Yeah, <laughs> it should definitely be the sun parts of the air. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So, I just thought it was a great one. And I just... I do hope manufacturers start to look a little bit more and saying, we've got this diesel technology, maybe we can make it a bit cleaner, maybe we can look at uh, even blended fuel, Mm -hmm. blended diesel fuel that had 50% of the emissions. Well, yeah, you know, I think that's just, just, if I'm just thinking of average Joe, I'm not thinking of company cars or, you know, um, people that are desperate to switch into the latest and greatest. Yeah, I'm just thinking of people like, as I say, they want a car to do a job, but they want it to have a few creature comforts. They don't want to spend every last bit of their disposable income on it. Well, you know, win-win. Yeah, and you know, we shouldn't be turning away diesels so quickly yet. But uh, either that, or you know, blend, put in blended petrol, make it 50p a litre, and then people can drive around in. I mean, in America, you know, they drive still driving around in big V8s because. They're upset. It's seven, eight dollars a gallon. Yeah, and we're turning around and be like, well, equivalent for us is another fifty percent. But then we don't have to do the mileage you do. Yeah. So you know, it's all give and take and blah blah. But um, yeah, I just wanted I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to just talk about diesels. And I think sometimes we're just unfairly, you know, I've given them a kicking in the past because I've been like, why are you driving a diesel? Why can't you drive mm-hmm. this? Why don't you drive that? And now, I thought the answer would be, oh well, we're gonna give a. You know, I mean, Audi were running at Le Mans with diesel engines only five, six years ago. Yeah. And now they're running a battery. Well, they're not actually running a battery. They're running a hybrid. And that, that seems another good answer to me. We've talked about hybrids before. Yeah, definitely. Small battery yeah. hybrid so that you get the a free bit of travel for the most difficult parts of an engine, which is really just moving off yeah, the line. The low, the low stuff. Can you imagine if you had a two-litre diesel with one of those hybrids? Yeah, Could be the answer. I mean, yeah, you'd probably be able to do... I mean, genuinely, you probably would be reaching, going towards that magic 100 mile per gallon. Yeah. On a, you know, very, very sensible. But, you know, if if Volvo could quote the C30 Drive E that they made 10 years ago, they quoted as doing 70 miles per gallon average, and Volkswagen Blue Motion, they were quoting Mm -hmm. 70. So if we were taking out even more work on the engine, seems like a win-win to me. But anyway... I've rambled on I've uh, I've taken all the glory away from Sam's quiz <laughs> I know it's really ruined my podcast <laughs> anything else Sam yeah, have you got any other do you want do you want to finish it off with a question I haven't got any questions just <laughs> any old question about cars no you've put me on the spot <laughs> oh I, I should have given him like a 3 minute warning to yeah <laughs> uh, I'll give you a question Sam cuz you'll eventually have to change your car mm-hmm do you think you would switch into a Japanese manufacturer or a non-any other non-European? If
0: Probably you had a Japanese. choice, yeah,
1: yeah. I'll say. I mean, Ford's American. I just like the way they're doing things. Yeah, yeah. I because I know you like like the Volkswagen stuff. You yeah, can't like no, and...
0: no. I could, I could
1: definitely go uh, um, down the Japanese route. And then, okay, if you were back in Europe, BMW or Audi? Audi oh i'm nearly only on bmw there yeah nearly <laughs> i've been trying to, to get i've been trying to get sam interested in uh bmws the whole time i've ever had yeah. one yeah. and every time he's sat he's, he's always said oh no i don't really like it then he sat in it yeah and he's had a little go in hm, it he's gone hmm quite They're nice okay. actually yeah <laughs> you've got more work to do i have yeah that's it then so thanks everyone for listening um yeah we, it will be I guess a few more days we'll do another one i'm not sure what we've got for the next one because i haven't got any news written down here we probably have some listener questions though yeah we'll we'll, we'll always have stuff great all right well uh, take care everyone and we'll see you soon see
0: ya